Sony is temporarily disabling the redemption of prepaid PlayStation Plus subscriptions so they can nerf them. Plus, do you like Final Fantasy VI? About $11,000 much. Tonight is May 1st, 2022, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so you would say even uh, if... Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I, I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy OK says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore, what would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. That's right. It is the 1st of May. I know what starts today. And if you woke up this morning with a scone and a large house blend, you also know what starts today. And we're not going to talk about it on this show because it's a family program. But welcome to the 1st of May or a May Day edition of the Bobby Blackwell Show, where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry, as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. If you're joining us live here on the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Network. Welcome. Uh, we do tape this show live each and every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, at that Twitch channel, uh, courtesy of the Voice of Geeks Network. Uh, and you can join us and interact with the show directly. Uh, and I'll be trying to read intelligent comments from chat throughout the night. But if you can't be here on Sunday nights, I completely understand. It is the 1st of May. Um, things have started today. Uh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's okay. It's a joke that started 19 years ago from a song. So ask your parents. Uh, especially if your birthday is in February. Ask your parents. Happy 1st of May. Uh, but we do have a Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord is where we are throughout the week. You can submit topics that you want us to talk about or uh, give feedback on previous episodes that we can address uh, during the, the beginning of the show. I, I almost had a sports reference in the beginning about, you know, how, uh, you know, we, we my, my alma mater had 33 minus 18 players drafted this week but we're not going to go there we're not going to talk about that uh or, or anything like that and um yeah and uh tiger claw mentions that it's going to be may uh yes that was that was the meme for yesterday but now now it is the first of may and it's time uh, i guess to 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 spend that sp- spend some money uh especially if you are the fan a fan of a big fan of a very particular game how about final fantasy 6 Let's open up with Final Fantasy VI. So get this. Apparently, uh, Square Enix thinks y'all are suckers. And, uh, you know, they may be right. I don't know. But uh, Square Enix has uh, introduced a new keepsake. Uh, you know how Hallmark has those, like, keepsake ornaments? It's a little bit bigger than a keepsake ornament. But, they, you know, Hallmark has these little keepsake ornaments that uh, you can get. Uh, about video games, usually Mario and stuff like that. Well, um, let's let's talk about uh, about this. So, uh, Final Fantasy VI is getting something in the Master Line uh, s- series of, I guess, uh, keepsakes, heirlooms, uh, something like that. Uh, and it's of uh, it's of Terra riding Magitek armor from Final Fantasy VI. 
Uh, it is going to be released on July 28th, 2023. There's going to be 600 pieces made total worldwide, 150 of which will be in Japan. Um, they're going to allocate uh, in-country uh, suspect to uh, the order status, and reservations will end as soon as the number of production is reached. So this is kind of cool. Uh, you know, it's a very cool, like a lot of detail is going into this. Uh, you know, t- Tara is, is writing... Um, riding the, the, the Magitek dragon armor. I, I have, it's been so long since I played Final Fantasy VI, so I'm blanking on all that. But it's, it's really, it, it's really good looking. And, uh, if you are a huge fan, it's like a one sixth scale, uh, model. Uh, so, so let me, let me put it to you this way. I bought a pinball machine or, uh, a couple months ago, the Rush limited edition pinball machine. Only a thousand of these. Pinball machines were made. And I uh, paid uh, about, you know, a little around $11,000 for that pinball machine. A game I can play uh, that, 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 that's a lot of fun and, and makes a lot of noise and a lot of lights and everything like that. This statue costs just as much as that pinball machine. It is... 1,485,000 yen, which is about $11,000. So $11,000. Do you like Final Fantasy VI so much that you would spend $11,000 on a statue? As Sharon Romance says, the figurine waifu market is expensive. Apparently, this is my first introduction to the waifu market, the waifu figurine market. Uh, and, and Fifth Dream does say it has Moogle. So, I mean, okay, maybe that's, you know... Then, then I can understand. You know uh, that 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 probably makes eleven thousand with the Moogles right there. But do you like it that much? Do do you need that in your life? E three VLS is is there an amiibo version that now that would be hilarious? Is if they put a little NFC now you could probably put an, an, an NFC sticker on the bottom of it and make it an amiibo. But that would be hilarious. I would be all in on that being just you know an eleven thousand dollar amiibo. Uh, that that weighs however many pounds that is. Um, yeah. Uh, Zen Monkey Eleven says I try to respect people's fandoms, but this is just too stupid to buy. Now, that is harsh. However, you will be uh, interested to know that you are not the only person with that opinion. Kotaku reports that if you were blown away by the expensive Final Fantasy statue Square Enix unveiled over the weekend, you are not alone. Series creator Hironobu Sakaguchi could not help but express his own shock at the mere $11,000 price tag. He posted on Twitter on uh, uh, Saturday night, uh, quote, Isn't this a bit much? Are you okay, Square Enix? Unquote. Yes, he actually wrote like, are you okay? The gigantic 1-6 scale model of Final Fantasy VI hero, heroine Tara Branford atop a suit of Magitek armor, I was right the first time, uh, is part of Square Enix's Masterline series, which launched in 2020 with a collection of near automata statues. Um, so uh, Sakaguchi, who guided the Final Fantasy series before leaving Square Enix in 2003 to form Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey developer Mistwalker, added that even the painfully pretty dioramas his studio built for uh, the Mac and iOS RPG Fantasian did not cost as much as this statue. 
the actual models made for the actual game made in 2020, 2021, 2022, uh, I think it I think came out in 2021, but they, they were working on it. The actual models used in the game cost less than this figurine. Fifth Dream says he thinks that was the fanboy translation. I did, I did not ask my uh, friend who was a native uh, Japanese speaker to look at that tweet. However, he did message me this. So he, he doesn't contact me often. I've got my best friend from college uh, lives in Japan. He lives just outside of Tokyo. He's actually lived there for almost 20 years now. Uh, he's the one I went to go visit uh, for a week in 2002, which is why I'm an expert on all things Japan. I spent a week there in 2002. But... Uh, he actually messaged me, and he's like, it's only $11,000. But he pointed out something that none of these, none of these places have, have pointed out, and he pointed this out to me. And Kotaku hasn't reported on this. Twitter hasn't said this. Shipping and handling is only $4. So it's only $4 to ship this $11,000 item. So... I think I, I think that that story has been buried a little bit, uh, but but my friend did tell me it's four dollars shipping and handling for the eleven thousand dollars statue. Questbuster says there's a one to one statue based on uh, Sophie from Koei Tecmo's Altier series, but that will be forty seven thousand dollars, and pre orders are just entries into a lottery to pick who will be able to buy it. You can also get a smaller version for only one hundred eighty seven bucks. And Mike Def says, "What a bargain." Uh, Fifth Dream says, yes, they're definitely including that because real shipping for that would be a lot. But it's $4. It's not free shipping. It's $4. $4. And I, and I actually have something here. This is probably also $11,000 by this point because it's an actual cartridge of the U.S. Final Fantasy III uh, as... Uh, I, I am pretty sure that I have had this longer than repros have been out, so I am pretty sure this is authentic. I have not, like, taken it apart to make sure that this is an authentic cartridge, but I'm pretty sure it is. I've had it for a long time. It's probably $11,000 right now. I don't have the box or the or, or the manual or anything else. The Breakman says, uh, what kind of person, he used a different term, what kind of person, actually, I can do this, what kind of would spend thousands of dollars for that. Uh, there are people that would. Um, serious collectors that maybe invested uh, in certain schemes probably have the money, and it's a nice status symbol. Um, you know, having it. And, and being able to say that you're one of the 600 people that has this. Um and Fifth Dream says uh, he would if he had it. He'd get it if he had that money. Uh, and then he'd build his house around it. The Breakman says, some people have too much money and not enough brains. You know, um, possibly. I'm not going to say that I haven't bought things that probably cost more than I should just so, so I would have them. I can't say that, but I'm also not a millionaire or billionaire. I'm a thousandaire. Uh, but, but you know, I, I can't say that I've, I've made very good financial decisions my entire life. Questbuster says some fans have spent crazy amounts of money on things they love. I mean, there was that story a few years ago of a person that spent $10,000 on FIFA. Re you got to also realize the person that's sitting here behind this mic literally just spent $11,000 on a pinball machine two months ago or th four months ago now. It was in January is when I did it. So, um, 
I'm probably not the best person to judge someone for buying $11,000 for something that's kind of dumb. Uh, but the pinball machine's really fun. But I could have improved. I could have remodeled my kitchen for that amount of money. And S. Jeremiah says, Bobby will take another 11000 for the Weird Al pinball. Excuse me, the Weird Al pinball is $14,000, not 11000 So I'm, I'm not getting it just yet. So, yeah, so uh, even Sakaguchi-san believes that $11,000 is a little bit too much when he can make stuff like that uh, and actually use it in a creative endeavor for less money. But more power to them because, you know what, if 600 people are willing to buy it, then why not? That's called capitalism, and apparently there is a demand for the product. And the value is uh, what people are willing to pay for it. And if people are willing to pay $11,000 for it, then uh, people are going to pay that $11,000, and that's what it's worth. And it might be worth a lot more in the future, and it may be somebody's uh, investment strategy in you know having a physical collateral thing. So let's talk about what Sony's been doing. I haven't call- talked about this a lot, but there's... Uh, so you know the PlayStation Plus, the PlayStation Now... They're merging. They're merging in June or July or something like that. I think it's June in, in, in Japan or, or Europe or something. Uh, they're merging this summer. And so people are like, ooh, wait a minute. I can buy a whole bunch of the prepaid cards at the store right now and stock up. And they'll just convert. And... Uh, a lot of people did this. And uh, Sony, unlike Microsoft, doesn't have that much in place to stop you from doing this. Uh, Microsoft only allows you to stack up to three years. Sony apparently didn't. There are people that bought enough PlayStation Plus cards and PlayStation Now subscription cards, I think is what they were actually buying, uh, that they have PlayStation Plus until like 2035 or something like that. So Sony's like, wait a minute, this is not good. We can't have this. So they have disabled those for everybody. Polygon reports that PlayStation Plus is getting an overhaul in a couple months, with which makes things a little bit weird in the meantime. Users have noticed that they can no longer add additional time to their existing PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now subscriptions. Now that they've been pointing this out in social media and forums, Sony has updated its FAQ to clear, uh, clarify the policy. In this FAQ, Sony says that subscribers of to either of PlayStation's current premium services won't be able to add time to their existing subscriptions, also known as stacking. However, the company also clarified that any vouchers or prepaid codes that players may have will still work, just not yet. Those codes will have to be redeemed after Sony moves it to its new version of PlayStation Plus starting on June 13th. Um, so the... One thing that's a little confusing is what the voucher codes will be good for after the transition. It seems that because of the pricing of the old plans and the new ones are slightly different, all the codes will translate to different amounts of tiers in the PlayStation Plus new service. Um, Sony also wants people to know that if you currently have PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now, their subscriptions, your subscription is not going away. Even if the names are changing, members who have active PlayStation Plus subscriptions on June 13th will be migrated to the Essential subscription, which is functionally the same. That's what you have. Uh, Players who have PlayStation Now subscriptions will be given PlayStation Plus Premium, which features the benefits of both Plus and Now in their current form. So 
what they're doing is they've shut off. You can buy all the cards you want, and they've shut shut it off right now. And then after June 13th, you can use those cards, and it will add on to whatever subscription you currently have. Uh, and what they're doing is because they're trying to make a dollar-for-dollar comparison. Um, if you have, like, a one-month PlayStation Plus uh, card for PlayStation Plus today, that'll get you, like, 31 days of PlayStation Plus Essentials, which is the low tier. That's about what you'd expect. But, like, 18 days, if you have PlayStation Now, you're going to get PlayStation Plus Premium, and that one, that one month is now 18 days. And it kind of slides around from there. Uh, so if you get, like, a one-year card, you get, like, a year of PlayStation Plus uh, Essential, but you get, like, three months of PlayStation if you have PlayStation Plus Premium. And they've got a whole chart. I'm not showing it on the screen or anything that shows different days and stuff like that. Um, and as Sheridan Matt says, one year sub is 183 days for, for, for the premium subscription. And it's based on, you know, how much does one year cost and how much does one, how much will one year cost at that side, uh, at, at that level and how much does one year cost today? And they basically do it from that. Uh, Zen Monkey says Sony is awful for this. Uh, gaming is headed in the wrong direction. I will say that Microsoft literally does the exact same thing. So I have actually did this with Microsoft because I. So one of the things Microsoft did, this is what Microsoft did in the beginning when they announced Game Pass. They had a deal where you could pay $1 and basically convert your entire Xbox Live Gold subscription to Game Pass Ultimate for the length. And so I stacked three years because that's how much you could stack. So I went and bought cards. However, they don't let you stack more than three years from the current date. So I bought like two, two year cards thinking that it would work. And it didn't. The first two year card worked the second two year card, because I think I had like a little, I had like nine months remaining or something like that. It didn't work. So I bought another year I bought a year card. So I'm like, all right, well, uh, let me just buy one year. Well, that doesn't work either because even though I was trying to extend it from three years from when it was, because I think I was doing this in June and it was like October or something like that, uh, it didn't work either. So I had like three years worth of Xbox Live Gold cards that I couldn't that I couldn't redeem at that time. I wound up like getting like a six-month card and a three-month card, and I basically got it as close to the three-year mark as I could, and then I paid the $1 to turn it all into Game Pass Ultimate, which actually goes, like, that subscription goes until, I think, next month is is how, how far in advance I had paid for it. But Microsoft does that sliding scale, too. So I have Game Pass Ultimate, and I was sitting on a two-year and a one-year card. I was just sitting on the codes that I had bought from Costco years ago. Because, pro tip, if you have Costco, and maybe Sam's Club does this too, Costco, you can buy those cards for like $10 cheaper. So a $100 card is $90 at Costco. So that's where I bought my, my sub cards. Now, sitting on those codes. But what they do is if you have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and you have a... Uh, one year Xbox Live Gold prepaid card. That's th- that adds three months, or or it adds like four. It adds four months, I think, and then two years adds eight months. So I added another year 
with those codes that I had bought a couple years ago, I added those and they just stacked and, and it was a sliding scale. So even though I paid for three years of Xbox Live Gold, it essentially translated to one year of Game Pass Ultimate. So I do that. Uh, so I did that. And so that may be a way that you to to get cheaper deals on upgrading Game Pass Ultimate. S. Sharon Amat says, this sliding scale feels like when someone says something that makes me feel old. Example, a kid commenting about a 15-year-old game being retro makes me feel a thousand years old. Yes. Like I said, I made a joke at the beginning of the show, and if you were not here at the beginning of the show, you, you, you missed it because I talked about what day it is today uh, and what starts today. Uh, and then I mentioned that song that we are referencing is 19 years old. So, you know, if, if there are people that didn't understand that reference... um. And Chris Evans is absolutely trying to break through the door to tell me that he understood that reference. But uh, if you didn't understand that reference, I said, ask your parents, because your parents probably know it if they were on the Internet 19 years ago. So Michigan asked, pardon my ignorance, but is the regular PlayStation Plus yearly sub changing to, to where you have to get the new stuff or no? So uh, she was already answered in chat, but I'm going to answer it for the benefit of the podcast audience, because it's a very, very, very good question. Um. So PlayStation Plus Essential, I do believe, is going to be a tiny bit more expensive. That is the There are three tiers of PlayStation Plus. If you have PlayStation Plus today, you have PlayStation Plus Essential. It is the same as, as, as it ever was. It's just now called PlayStation Plus Essential instead of PlayStation Plus. Uh, and I believe it's like $1 more a month or something like that. It, or I don't know if it's the exact same price per month or if they raised it a, a dollar or not. Uh, Sony's very good at obfuscating when they make negative changes to things. So the new stuff is essentially if you had both PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now at the same time. Essentially, if you don't care about the stuff that's in PlayStation Plus Premium, which is like... The 400 games, some of which can download, like their Game Pass answer, not necessarily the equivalent, but the downloadable free games uh, and the, the retro games and the using the cloud to play PS3 games. If you don't care about that, you don't need to pay at the higher level. You will just continue to have Essential. And when you when June 13 rolls around your existing PlayStation Plus account will become a PlayStation Plus Essentials account, and it's going to go for as long as you have it for right now. SJ when Amanda says, I have a DDR Freak shirt that's never been worn in my closet. Feel old every time I see it when I move. I actually have a whole bunch of shirts from, like, E3s, and some of them I have never worn. Uh, and I bought some shirts. I actually have shirts still in, like, the, 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 the... It's not shrink wrap, but, like, the plastic wrap that they would put shirts in. Because I thought it was a joke, and I ordered it on the internet back when I was playing EverQuest. And it's the Wives Against EQ shirts, because I was like, I'm going to give this to my girlfriend, because we're going to get married. And, and we didn't get married. Uh, but they're, like, still in that. And so I see them, and it's like, I don't want to, like, just send them to Goodwill. Because, like, I know somebody probably wants some of these shirts. And some of these E3 shirts I haven't worn. The ones I'm worn, I'm not trying to get rid of. They're Nobody wants a very, very well-worn T-shirt. But, like, some of those other shirts that I got as promos... I've considered, like, going to, like, the gaming swap meets that, like, Southern Fried Gaming Expo does and bringing them and just saying, hey, you know, for two bucks, you can have a shirt, five bucks, you can have three shirts. And they're like, I, but what's going to happen is people are going to come, do you have this one in a small? And I'm like, that's literally the only one I have. 
They're all extra larges or larges because that's what they gave out at conventions. So, yeah, so I see those from like 20 years ago. So where were we? Sony, yeah, so PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Now. If you have prepaid cards that you haven't redeemed, just hang on to them. They still work. It's just it's going to not work the way it's advertised on the card. You can still buy time, I believe, directly. Um, but or you or if you do not currently have PlayStation Plus, uh, if you are if like if your subscription lapsed, then you can use the prepaid card to start a new subscription. But you cannot right now until June 13th use the cards to extend an existing subscription. You have to wait for it to be done. People in chat are talking about some of the stuff that they have. Johnny Wufi says, I still have a GameStop Injustice promo shirt I won. Never wore it. I have a lot of shirts that I maybe wore once, but that's it. Um, and, and I have a functioning washer and dryer. So those, like, I'd be like, yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, I'll go through them at some point. Uh, that's Matt, I think, said, I smell contest. Uh, I, I don't know if I want to go through that much trouble because I've got a lot of these shirts. And I don't think a lot of people want a lot of these shirts. The Breakman says, I have a military-style vest for the last siphon filter game. That's cool. In the early 2000s, they were really good with swag. Anyway, we're going to move on and talk about, uh, talk about Twitch. We're going to talk, talk about Twitch here on Twitch. Um, and uh, hopefully I will be okay and, and, and we won't get the channel shut down for talking about Twitch. But this was brought up in the Discord. This is one of those things that people started talking about in the Discord in the Bobby Blackwell Show chat channel over at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Twitch, and it's rumors and speculation, but it comes from a, a paywalled article at Bloomberg. So it's got a little bit more weight to it than, uh, you know, a, a, a random, or not a random, but like a more um, more bloggerish website, let's say. Bloomberg has a little bit more insider information, a little bit more access to insiders, especially with larger companies like Amazon, which owns Twitch. Uh, so there's a little bit more weight to it, and it's also caused a big stream, uh, scene in the streaming community, not from us because this doesn't affect us at all. So Bloomberg reports that Twitch uh, is weighing changes to how it pays its top talent, said people familiar with the planning an effort that would boost its profits but would also risk alienating some of its biggest stars. And the reason I also want to talk about this is because this may also be a, a, a canary in the coal mine in the focus of the Twitch platform, even even for us and even for you as a viewer, even if you don't stream at all, some of these changes may affect you as well. The updates uh, under consideration would offer incentives for streamers to run more ads. The proposal would also reduce the proportion of subscription fees doled out to the site's biggest performers, said the people who asked not to be identified because the discussions are private. Some changes to Twitch's monetization structure could be implemented as soon as this summer, the people said. Twitch staff is considering paring back the revenue cut of channel subscriptions granted to the top echelon of streamers in its so-called partnerships program from to 50% from 70%. Another option is to create multiple tiers and set criteria for how to qualify for each one. Two of the people said in exchange, Twitch may offer to release partners from exclusivity restrictions, allowing them to stream on Google's YouTube or Facebook. Uh, updates to the partnership program aren't finalized and could be abandoned. The people said a representative for Twitch declined to comment. So this is very much in the, 
they probably sent out feelers is probably what happened is Twitch sent out feelers to certain partners who know this this person at Bloomberg and reached out and was like, hey, uh, this sucks because um, this is their income. And going from a 70% stri- uh, split to a 50% split decimates some people and they can no longer do this full time. Um, as affiliates, we only get a 50% split. So when you spend... Uh, $5 to get a sub on Twitch, which gets you access to our video archives so you can see the video version of the show. So you can listen to this podcast with me not staring at the camera all the time. Uh, When you you pay that $5, we see $2.50 of it. And that's it. Um, And what partners get is they see more of that $5 than we do. And Twitch is now saying, well, partners should see the same amount of that $5 that affiliates do. Twitch leads the market in this, uh, but Amazon increasingly wants Twitch to make money over the long term. The unit has recently gone to work on new profit-driven programs, but some employees have said the shift hurts its users. That includes you, the viewer. Just saying. There has been an exodus in recent months of top and longtime employees who said Twitch has lost touch with its community's needs. Um, so Twitch has more than 51,500 people in its partnership program, according to research firm Twit, uh, Twitch Tracker, including the likes of uh, Thomas Simmons, who has amassed some 9,000 subscribers to watch and play games like Minecraft. Viewers can subscribe to an individual streamer for $5 to $25 for, per month. Those are the tiers. Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3. And receive digital badges, custom emoticons, and other perks. Typically, streaming partners get half of the subscription revenue from their channels, but Twitch routinely awards its top performers a higher cut. Uh, Partners currently earn, in addition to subscriptions, a fee for running ads on their channel. That rate is $3.50 to $5 for 1,000 ad impressions, depending on a streamer's location, and has uh, remained essentially unchanged for years. Uh, The ads that you see on VOG Network, if you are not subscribed to us, uh, we get like less than a dollar a month. Like I just looked at last month's numbers uh, and uh, it, it's like you got 81 cents for your ads throughout the entire month of April. Uh, recently, though, Twitch has been experimenting with other approaches to ads. This year, it says creators who stream at least 40 hours a month could receive $100 for running two minutes of ads per hour. The payout increases with more ad minutes. A new proposal being considered would create a revenue sharing agreement presenting a more lucrative model for streamers. Ads are controversial on the platform because they interrupt live programming. Viewers often complain that they miss important moments of a streamer's gameplay, and performers have said ads can alienate the audience and hurt their metrics. But some Twitch streamers see ads as a necessary nuisance to support their business when subscriptions alone won't suffice. Uh, For Amazon, running a large-scale live streaming business is expensive. Amazon purchased Twitch in 2014 for $970 million, and after years of prioritizing growth, Twitch executives are increasingly focused on financial sustainability. Twitch's ad push is in line with a broader move across the media industry. Last week, Netflix said it was experimenting with ads. Sony Group Corp. 2 is planning to sell ads inside PlayStation games, according to Business Insider. So one thing that's totally unrelated... Last week, we talked about at the very beginning that Konami was changing their name to Konami Group Corporation. Uh, Sony's official name is Sony Group Corporation. So let's let's not freak out over Konami's name change. So 
this also ties back to something I mentioned last week because we were talking about Sony's ad uh, delivery service and how, you know, I was saying that Sony right now is saying that they want to be able to serve ads into free-to-play games uh, and have them be unobtrusive, have them be billboards in the background. And people in chat uh, very rightfully were very skeptical of that and said, well, they could be lying. And I actually said, I don't think that the people there are lying. I think that absolutely is the intention and the plan now. But then when other people and usually higher executives get into the room, they change the plan. This is absolutely 100% an example of that. In 2014, 2015, 2016, the the mood in the room and the the goal was to have growth and, and to bring in users and not alienate your users and not alienate your content creators. And that absolutely was the message in the model. And now new executives are in the room and they're like, "Uh uh-uh, no, 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 we need to make money. Money is now our priority. And it's not that the people in 2014, 2015, 2016, it's not that they lied. They absolutely were working toward that at that time. It's just other people got involved and changed the direction. And so it's not a case of someone lying. It's a case of somebody else came in and decided they had a better idea. As Sharon Matt says, the pandemic stimulated a lot of growth. A lot more folks were home watching and streaming. Plans change happen in business all the time. Uh, the Breakman says, why did they pay so much for Twitch? Was it really worth that amount? Uh, so here's why they paid that much for Twitch. They didn't want YouTube getting it. If Google bought Twitch, then Google would have had pretty much a monopoly on this stuff. And Amazon increasingly wanted to expand out to other things that weren't just shipping stuff to you. And Twitch was the first kind of thing with that because they didn't want to just be an online shopper. They wanted to grow and be, be different things. Um, The same reason that Facebook bought Oculus. Why, why would Facebook buy Oculus they're a social media network. Well, they didn't want to just be a social media network because if that goes away, they wanted to still be a company. So that's why Amazon bought Twitch. It's because they didn't want Google to get it. And Questbuster even says they saw it as the feature and uh, as the future and wanted to get a jump start on it. On one hand, they are the 400 pound gorilla of streaming right now. On the other, they've been struggling to find profitability for years. And the Breakman says, "I love how monopolies are illegal in America." Oh wait, I mean they're not a monopoly. Because YouTube streaming exists. Facebook streaming exists. Microsoft had a streaming competitor. Uh, There are other streaming websites that don't necessarily do games, but do other things. And, you know, they're only for people that really like, like, very, very much like that person and are fans of that person. So uh, that's why it's not a monopoly. Because there are other uh, options. It's just there's only the one 400-pound gorilla. And... Maybe by Twitch getting rid of their exclusivity agreement, that even makes them less of a monopoly. Because right now, like even affiliates, us here at Vogue Network, we cannot put this content in video form on any other website for 24 hours. So we can't upload this to YouTube for 24 hours. Many affiliates and partners do because they're like, well, hopefully Twitch won't notice. But technically it is against our contract and we could be in breach of contract if we do so. Audio is different. They're, they're really talking about the video stream, but then audio stream, so like our podcast could go out within 24 hours, and that's not a big deal. 
but that they own this content because they're because you are getting paid through Twitch. And if they're considering getting rid of that, then they can say, see, we're not a monopoly. They can stream. They can use Restream.io and and get all these different affiliate and partner agreements and not just rely on Twitch for their funding. They can have multiple income streams. As Sharon Matt says, uh, Google was heavily after Twitch. Amazon swooped in before any formal offer was made. I actually am glad Google didn't get Twitch because they would have just merged it in with YouTube and probably it, it probably would not be in as good of a shape as it is now, which is funny because people will say it's Twitch isn't in that good of a shape right now. Uh, but I think it's actually in better shape now than it would have been if Google bought them in 2014. Will we ever know? No, we, we won't ever know uh, unless, you know, we can go into another multiverse to see if that's, that's the case. But, um, but yeah, so I have seen uh, Twitch partners because I do know some uh, Twitch partners that are like, do, I would march down to, to San Francisco uh, to protest this because, like, that's going from 70% to 50% on your subs. Uh, that might be the difference between this being a full-time job for somebody and this being a hobby uh, that pay that winds up paying you, a paying hobby, where you have to then go get a day job to be able to actually pay your bills and live comfortably. Because um, most streamers are not making six figures, but you don't need six figures to live. And so a lot of streamers that maybe are making enough money to be able to live and they don't live in a high, you know, with high living costs, high cost of living, uh, that 70 to 50% probably knocks them back into the regular job market and they're going to have to, quote unquote, get a real job. Just realize that, uh, and especially because the Twitch leak is out and you can look at it, uh, most Twitch streamers are not making six figures. So they're not, most most Twitch partners are not millionaires. Uh, they're not thousandaires. Um you know, and definitely affiliates aren't making that kind of money because if they if they were make if an affiliate was making that kind of money, they become partners. Uh, t- Twitch would just reach out and be like, "Hey, come be partner." So, and as Sheridan Matt says, "Yeah, I don't trust Google with this. I'm sure if they bought Twitch, Stadia would be very different. That is somewhat interesting to think about." And Questbuster says, "Not every streamer needs to live in a mansion, but they can be really comfy where they are for a long, long time." And that's what a lot of streamers—that's what they ultimately want. They just want to be able to live comfortably wherever they are, uh, and not necessarily have the biggest and the best. Uh, but maybe every once in a while, buy an eleven thousand dollars statue of Final Fantasy VI's Terra riding a Magitek armor. We are going to take a very quick music break. Uh, and then uh, we will be back. And if you want to call in, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Hop into the Green Room voice chat channel. There's a lot we t- didn't talk about uh, this week. But uh, hop in there. And uh, if I see you, uh, we, we can maybe talk about some stuff. You're participating with the Bobby Blackwell Show in the Voice of Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. <laughs> I want to ride my chocobo all day. Uh, Can't get it out of my head. Hey, this is Robbie Damon, the voice of all your favorite anime and video games, and you are participating with the Bobby Black Wolf Show. Have fun, baby! This sounds like you're having fun. Oh, yeah. 
We're having lots of fun. We have a poll going on about the the, the song uh, that we were playing uh, in the midpoint break. And uh, it doesn't actually show on the screen. So we're not going to talk about that on the screen there. I thought it was going to work, but it doesn't. All right. Uh, if you want to leave a bumper, you do not have to uh, be a voice actor that participated in a Final Fantasy. Uh, what All you got to do is uh, contact me. And I, I, what I want an audio file or a video file of just your voice. I will choose what DMCA violation I'm going to risk in the end of, and behind it. And uh, we will... Uh, uh, put I will we will put it on the show something about coming back to the Bobby Blackwolf show, uh so uh yeah, and uh we uh we we play an overclock remix uh remix during the break I know on the podcast feed you hear the King of All Cosmos from uh from from Katamari Damacy and uh, I, I did a poll to see if people liked it and learn turns out seventy percent of our audience actually liked the song I didn't know if they would or not it's like this pop synth version of the victory fanfare from Final Fantasy VI, because I try to make the music kind of relevant to something we talked about. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so um, I'm glad that uh, people liked what we were doing, and, and people liked it. Uh, I have played some real stinkers on there, sometimes on purpose, sometimes not. And thankfully, people are still here. The Regman says the poll was rigged. Well, you're rigged. Uh, actually, please, you're not. You're, stay. Please stay. And uh, the Breakman says it should have been his favorite song. His favorite song is Crazy Chocobo. But that's unfortunately an actual song from a game. And Square Enix does not exactly like you playing the music from their game without anything on top of it. So we actually cannot play that on the air. Or we would get muted. And we would get a copyright claim. And we are we are very fortunate here at Vogue Network. We have been streaming on uh, this Twitch channel for years and have zero copyright claims. We both, uh, myself and OLR and all our bonus streams, zero copyright claims. We have been riding the line, uh, and uh, Crazy Chocobo would give us a copyright claim. So I apologize to you, Breakman. Um, but your bumper, when I do play your bumper, it's in there because your voice is on top of it, so we don't get a copyright claim. So when I play the bumper, that's Breakman, because he sent in a bumper years ago. I put Crazy Chocobo in there. In fact, here, 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 here's what I'll do because I, I, I like, I like my audience. Breakman from 2012. Hey, this is Breakman. You're listening to the Bobby Blackwood Show live on BobNetwork.com. Feedback not included. This is crazy joke about. That's crazy joke about. So there you go. That's all I can play of it. That's all I can play of it. Courtesy of Breakman. That bumper is 10 years old. Y'all are old. So uh, nobody is in the green room, uh, but uh, we're feeling old already. And uh, I think it's time that we should just go ahead and talk to Orange Launch Radio and see what's going on and see if they're going to be doing uh, t- t- uh, getting a statue. I mean, they've, they've got a new studio and Rob has room. But coming up next here on the Voice of Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vlog network is Orange Launch Radio. Uh, it's uh, three people out of Sacramento, California. They talk about games for much, much longer than I do. And we like to check in with them to see what they're going to be talking about tonight. And Sacramento, are you there? Hi, I am here, Bobby. How are you? I, I am doing well. So are you getting, because I see that you have room next to the Burger Time machine. Do you think Terra riding Magitech armor <sighs> should be next to the Burger Time machine? 
Um, you know, with all that VOG money that's rolling in, yes. I guess I can treat myself this month. Um, we, oh, wait, that doesn't exist. So We, we did no. get 200 bits from, from SJ and Matt, which I was going to read at the end. Ooh, but, but we that, got that, that gets us a little bit closer. I might pay for half a toenail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just need uh, 11 thank, billion. Thank you. Yes, yes. We just need 11 billion more bits, and then we can get one of those. All right, we'll put it in the piggy bank. Yes. Um. But but have you seen that collectible market before? Like, because I never really like even like saw that much into that collectible market. Is that a real big market? Like, is Square Enix tapping into something that I just don't see? Um, I I imagine with something. I mean, keep in mind, you know, if Final Fantasy VI came out when we were in high school, you have people that played that game that are in their forties now. You know, which mm-hmm. include people that probably do make that kind of money, executives yeah. and things like that. So I'm sure there's an audience for it, uh, international as well. You know, and, and Final Fantasy is is even bigger part of culture in Japan. So um, yeah, I'm sure there are people that are paying that kind of money for it, just like mm-hmm. some people pay to have a, a Jim Carrey painting in their house. Or yeah. whatever it is, you know, it's it's art, and some people you can't really put a price on art. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of my biggest regrets, and I've told you this before, uh, is when I was at uh, California Venture, Disney California Venture, and I was at the Off the Page store, um, which is when, and I saw a Sora statue. It's the only thing I've ever seen something Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. in the parks that was like officially for sale. But I didn't buy it because I was like, uh, it's a little pricey. Be cutting it close. I'll get it maybe next time I'm here. I've never seen a Kingdom Hearts piece of merchandise at Disneyland ever since. Yeah, and I've never seen it at at Disney World either because I look, I look for, I look. I mean, this used to be hard. I I I looked for two things. One's not going to be as hard anymore. I looked for Kingdom Hearts and I looked for Tron. And Mm. Tron's going to be a little bit easier to find in in, at least in Orlando in a couple in a year or two. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be very much easier to find. But Kingdom Hearts, I always look for Kingdom Hearts stuff, and I never see it. You don't see it. So um, that was a, a unicorn day. I swear I saw it. This is and this is not some like Mandela effect where I convinced mm-hmm. myself I saw it. No, no, no. I know I saw that. And um, but I mean, of course, it wasn't eleven thousand dollars, but we're yeah. talking maybe four hundred dollars, yeah. which, you know, at that time was, you know, as much as my annual pass was for Disney. Right. So it was a long time ago. And I mean, I, I do pay three hundred dollars for Legos every once in a while. Mm-hmm. So like that's mm-hmm. not out of the question, you know. Um, E3 Field says, should have taken a picture. I actually think I've seen a picture, like, not from you, but I thought I saw a picture of this statue on, like, a Kotaku or something at the time. I'm sure it's somewhere. It was around. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, and that store, funny enough, sells a lot of artwork, uh, mm-hmm. and, and some of it quite expensive. Yeah. Um, I paid, I didn't pay a ton of money, but it, it was probably about a hundred dollars, which is, you know, it's a, but, um, I have like an official mad tea party poster that mm-hmm. I have that's hung up in my house that I bought from above the pirates of the Caribbean before that was the Disney dream suite mm-hmm. that used to be a Disney art shop. And it's a uh, reproductions. That's why it's not as expensive, mm-hmm. but still. Yeah. Uh, and framed of the uh, no, I bought the frame separately, so it was just a reproduction of like the Mad Tea Party official poster. And so that's in my house. I love it. Um, and the fact that it's from you know that particular spot in Disneyland, I watched them print it. It's pretty cool. But anyway, mm-hmm. my point is, people spend money yeah. on things that other people are going to look at and go, "Why would you do that?" Yeah, because it makes me happy. Yeah. Leave me alone. Go. Judge whatever you want on your own spending. Yeah, so I, I actually have a friend. He's really into movies, like super into mm-hmm. movies. Like that's his thing. 
you mm-hmm. know, kind of like how ours is games, his is movies, and he's been like that for a long time. And so he has movie How posters. is Tiger Claw? He he's he's Tiger Claw's pretty good. <laughs> Tiger Claw's pretty good. Uh but the, this person uh he he has a lot of movie posters and he's collected them for a very very long time. And when I got my uh when when I got my movie theater made he's like you need some movie posters and he knows how much I love Tron. He has a Tron movie poster. Uh. And stuff and he's like I'll sell it to you and I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah. How much?" Uh and he's like, "Well, uh about $1300." And I'm like, no, thanks. I, I don't need a movie poster for my wall for 1300 But that's what it's going for. Uh, mm-hmm. He actually oh, has, he just recently found, like, there's a Back to the Future Part 2 poster that he has that just went for $3,500 on eBay. Wow. And, it's, it, and these are like, the, and what he, when he, the movie posters, these are actually the ones that were used in the theaters in the coming soons. Like, when they would rotate out, he would, you know, they would then go on the market. So it's the same ones, and so it's an the authentic ones. I mean, thousands of dollars for the movie posters, mm-hmm, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like I don't like movies that much. I like right. Tron, so, but not enough to pay him twelve hundred dollars for a movie poster. Yeah, so I mean, it is it is what it is. It's an eleven thousand dollars statue. Buy it if it makes you happy. If it doesn't, don't. Mm-hmm. It's you have a very easy choice. Yeah. So, uh, so what else are you going to be talking about on Orange Lounge Radio tonight? All right. Well, we're going to talk about the fact that some parts of E3 still seem to be on, even though E3, as you may recall, is not happening. Uh, also, this is this is a big deal. Uh, Yuji Naka is suing Square Enix. And so this tale about how Balan Wonderland kind of turned out to be a flop. Sorry if you're a fan of that game, but y'all know it flopped. Uh, this tale's getting really, really interesting. So if you like some drama, uh, we'll talk about that. And we'll also talk about probably, you know, I am a big Final Fantasy fan. You know that. And I am very, very excited for Final Fantasy 16. Yes. And, you know, again, I don't know how much stock you want to put in rumors, but it really seems like it, it. it's probably either this holiday or like spring 2023. It seems like it's soon. And that's really exciting. Get, we'll talk get, about that. We'll talk you, about that. You need to talk to your friend Shane to get you your PS5 because you know you're going to need Shane to get you the PS5. <laughs> because I know you're going to want to play that. No, I am, I am, and you're absolutely right. I, I will have to get a PlayStation 5 for that game, absolutely. Although, um, I haven't dug, uh, fallen down the rabbit hole, but I was I was looking on Facebook, and I'm seeing articles that seem to indicate the chip shortage may be on its way out. So mm-hmm. this whole joke of a PlayStation 5 inventory may not be an issue this coming holiday. Again, I, I don't know all the facts behind it, but you would figure this has to give way eventually. I mean... Everybody kind of pretends COVID doesn't exist now, so I would yeah. assume the chip stuff is back to normal, right? Yep. So what's I don't know. So yeah. we'll see. And E3VL says that soon they barely showed anything. I think I'm hoping. This is what I'm hoping. I'm hoping Square Enix has learned, and they're just like we're not going to show anything until it's almost out. That way, you can't accuse us of lying to you. I I actually think and just. Based on what Naoki Yoshida, the producer, who, of course, is with Final Fantasy XIV, which is why I'm double excited for this game, because mm-hmm. Final Fantasy XIV is incredible. Yep. Um, it, based on what he is saying, that is exactly the case. They're like, we're not showing this game till it's done. And yeah. to which I say, props. Yeah, because they don't do it that way. Because it is Final Fantasy. You don't necessarily need the long-term hype machine to drum up support, you've got it. It's it's there. Just like Grand Theft Auto. 
Rockstar doesn't need to show yeah. you anything about Grand Theft Auto until the day it comes out, and mm-hmm. you're going to buy it anyway. I fell down a rabbit hole on YouTube the other night of watching people react to the Final Fantasy 16 trailer, and exactly that. They don't need to do anything else but that yep. trailer, yep. to be quite honest. And the thing about the E3, it's all the stuff that was around E3, but not actually at E3. Seems like it's yeah, still it's, happening. It's, all the all the people that still booked last year the yep. event space, like, all right, might as well use it. Yep. And so that's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting June. Orange Sounds mm-hmm. Radio is up next. It's going to be an interesting next three hours at, at the very, very least. Thanks so I much. I sure Bobby. hope so. It, Thanks it, as always, it Bobby. Be. It will be. Thanks so much. Thanks. So uh, that is it for me. I will be back next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here at the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash vlog network. Come join us and interact with the show directly. Uh, I am on Twitter at Bobby Black Wolf, and uh, I, I, I do have a Twitch page here, but I, I don't stream often on here. Uh, but you can also join us on Discord, fognetwork.com slash Discord. The Twitch story came from the Discord server. That's why I talked about it. If you want to have a topic talked about on a future show, drop it in, uh, drop a link in our Discord uh, in the Bobby Blackwell Show uh, text chat channel, and that's where you can uh, kind of steer the conversation a little bit uh, because I plan the show the night of, so even late-breaking stuff I get, in, uh, get into the show. Uh so uh, if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone. The show is not for everybody, but it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet, but we would not be able to make this show work without the help of the people who go above and beyond. Thank you so much for your subscription, uh, for, for your support. Financial support goes above and beyond. We don't need it, but uh, it does make things a lot easier. Uh, this is not, we're not making this our full-time job or anything like that. So you are not, you don't have to do anything but if uh, if you do it is greatly greatly appreciated and if all you do is listen or watch that's also greatly greatly appreciated sj when i'm at resubscribed thank you so much for your resubscription and also cheer 200 bits toward the vog mansion thank you so much uh about 11 more billion more bits and we can get a, a final fantasy 6 statue and loki olr resubscribed thank you so much for that so um i'm gonna go ahead and uh and and hit the button to get out of here uh so thank you so much and uh wonder j786 says hope you have a good evening bobby i hope you have a wonderful evening as well orange lounge radio is up next and i'll see you next week bye a winner is you The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.